Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another Tuesday Tommy Torah Talks. We have with us Rabbi Yaakov Mizrahi, renowned, world-renowned lecturer, speaker of the Rav of Congregation Har Lebanon in Brooklyn. Rabbi Mizrahi, welcome. How are you doing? How are you, Rabbi? Baruch Thank Hashem. you for having us. It's our pleasure. It's great to see you. You know, ever since the Rabbi moved from Israel to America, I feel a special light and <laughs> that uh, Baruch Hashem is in the world, in the community. How uh, are so uh, today we're going to be discussing the topic of Shabbat, the power of Shabbat. We have a few questions for the rabbis. We're going to be having a Torah talk, and uh, we're going to jump straight into it, Rabbi. You ready? Go for it. Okay, great. So we know that the more you put into something, the more you get out of it. And uh, can you please maybe discuss preparing for Shabbat and its connection with getting more out of the Holy Shabbat? Wow. Um, it's really a great question. It's an amazing, amazing question. It's so, it's so sad because you're able to have, for some people, Shabbat could be the happiest day of their life. That they're, they're waiting from Motzei Shabbat till Shabbat. And they look at it like it's, it's, the whole life is centered around Shabbat, which is really the way it's supposed to be. By the Arabs... Um, they have their day of rest. That's Friday. In Arabic, you know how you say Friday? Yom el The day of the week. It, it, it's not called Friday. It's called the day of the week. That's how they call Friday. They call their day of the rest Yom el The day of the week. That, that's the title. That's the name of the day. There is no way to say Friday in Arabic other than the day of the week. If that's how they look at their day of rest, how much more so we have to realize that Shabbat is our day of the week. If I'm speaking to an Arab in Israel, I, I, I wouldn't say Friday is Yom El Jum'ah. I would say the day before Yom El Jum'ah. Our Yom El Jum'ah is Shabbat. And I say the day before that, meaning that we have to realize that our day of rest is the day of the week that Hashem gives us this greatest gift. And for some people, it can really be like that. And while for other people, unfortunately, Shabbat can be a challenge and something very difficult. And um, the way I like to explain this to my boys is that imagine you have two people sitting in a soccer game. This is the World Cup. But two people sitting in the World Series, game seven, bottom of the ninth, bases <laughs> loaded, down by one, full count. This is the pitch that everyone waits for. And one person, he's, he's on the edge of his seat. 50,000 people in the stadium standing up, cheering. They're so psyched for this pitch. And somebody right next to him is looking at the same game, same pitch. He's yawning. He's looking at his watch. When is this over? What's the difference between these two people? Is it not the same game? It's the same game. The only difference is the da'at, the mindset. A person prepared himself. He learned about the season 182 games. Is that what it is? 162 games? I forgot. Baruch Hashem. And, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know, Rabbi. And, and someone can really, really, you know, get so involved. And every game is so meaningful. And he prepared. And he went through the playoffs. And he went through, you know, the, the first six games of the World Series. This guy is fully invested. And he's going to have every right to enjoy every second of that game. While the person next to him doesn't know what baseball is. He doesn't know what a, a full count is. doesn't know what a strike. doesn't know innings. He doesn't know uh, uh, about the bases. He doesn't know about the hitters. So to him, okay, it's, it's a guy getting up there with a baseball bat and a ball. 
And 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 they're hitting, okay, they're having fun, good for them. What, what does that have to do with me? Not to compare, God forbid, Shabbat to baseball, but it's the same idea that everything in life, the more we prepare for it, the more we're going to enjoy it. And the greatest way to really feel Shabbat is you, you can read all the sefarim about it, all the books, and, and you can do everything. That, but, but one of the most important things, and all those are necessary, of course, but one of the most important things is really to prepare for Shabbat because that's how you're going to start feeling Shabbat. The more you think about Shabbat, the more you're going to be excited for Shabbat. It's like a chatan. A groom and a bride, they're so excited for the wedding. What makes it very exciting is that they were preparing for months. And being that they were so involved for months, thinking about the suit and, and the tux and, this, and the tie and, and, and who's coming and the invitation and the food and the gown and everything that they're thinking about, their mindset is in a different place. Imagine you just take a chatan. Okay, here's the kala and there's the chupah. The rabbi is waiting for you. It's, they're not going to have that excitement. Because they didn't have the preparation. Really what's so needed to feel Shabbat. More, you, you can hear all the shiurim about it. But it's about the person himself starting to prepare for Shabbat. And mentally getting himself in the zone. And the more person prepares for Shabbat. The more he's for sure going to feel Shabbat. Hashem. Like it says in, uh, in Echa. Shabbat mesos libenu. Shabbat. This is obviously translated loosely, not according to the real definition of the Pasuk. But it's brought down that Shabbat is the happiest day of our life. Nehefach le'evil, unfortunately, to some people, has turned to be the opposite. Mecholenu. Mecholenu could be defined as from the weekday. Shabbat, which is the happiest day, has been, become, unfortunately, nehefach le'evil, turned to a very sad day, mecholenu, because of the weekday. Instead of utilizing the weekday to prepare for Shabbat, a person could get carried away, and when Shabbat comes, they could look at it like it's interfering, God forbid, in their week. And that's why they're not able to enjoy Shabbat, because they weren't preparing for Shabbat. So obviously, one of the greatest things that someone could do is like Shammai did. Shammai from Sunday used to already prepare for Shabbat. He used to go and buy a piece of meat already from Sunday. The like Kofi Shabbos Kodesh, in honor of Shabbat. Everything they would buy, they would say in honor of Shabbat throughout the week, every day of the week. Amazing, Rabbi Mizrahi. Very, very good. Oh, I want to get ready for Shabbat already now. <laughs> so, so, Rabbi, sometimes one might feel that Shabbat is a day of rest and it's time to catch up on sleep. You know, the whole week I'm working, you know, nine to five, five to nine every day, working so hard. How can we elevate our Shabbat experience for it not just be a day of sleeping? You know, a day of rest is meaning not working. So the truth is, in as much as it's a day of rest, but the Rabbi's... And the Torah meant only that it's a day of rest from physical work. But when it comes to spiritual work, there are some people that don't sleep the entire Shabbat because they know that they're in the vault. Shabbat is the day of Berakha, and that means all the Berakha that comes to us throughout the next six days is really coming on Shabbat. It's only going to be distributed throughout the next six days. So it comes out that if a person understands they're in the vault, they're not going to have time to sleep. And they're not going to waste this time, you know, getting carried away and doing other things that aren't uh, meant to be done on Shabbat. Um, of course, the first step for someone would be to stay away from doing things that are asur. That's already a very big step. If someone, Chas Shalom, is having a difficult time keeping Shabbat, for him to sleep would be a very big mitzvah. If they could sleep, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Adraba. Adraba, there was once a, uh, there was once a yid that had such a big challenge 
on Shabbat to keep Shabbat because he was recently Chazer B'Tshuva and he saw that all the stores around him are making a lot of money. He wanted to open his store so bad. And the only way he was able to actually pass the test was to get drunk and to go to sleep. And that's what he did. And when he woke up after Shabbat, he felt so bad. He wasted a whole day of Shabbat. The singing, the zmirot, the, the seuda, the tefillah, the learning. He, 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 no, he felt it. And, he, and he, he threw that away just so that he could get drunk and he, and he won't open his store. He felt destroyed. He went to Rav Kreisworth, the great rabbi, and Rav Chaim Kreisworth. And he told him how bad he feels, that he just blew his Shabbat. And the rabbi told him, I'm ready to switch my Shabbat with yours. My Shabbat, you think my Shabbat was unbelievable? The past Shabbat, I was learning and everything great, amazing. I'm ready to switch mine for yours. Meaning he told him that on some people's level, for you to sleep, that's amazing. Because you had a very hard test just to keep Shabbat. So if that's what someone is holding in their life, then that's what they should be doing. Better that than, you know, doing a lot of wrong things out there. But obviously, like you said, Rabbi, to remember that it, that's not the end. To remember that really... But now we're supposed to upgrade. And as much as we could take a person sleeping five hours on Shabbat, great. After a few months, maybe he can knock it down to four and a half hours and put a little time towards Torah. Napoleon was once quoted saying, after asked why he never sleeps, he almost never sl- slept once he became Napoleon, the famous uh, leader. He said, why don't you sleep? You sleep four or five hours. He said, because when I'm sleeping, I'm not Napoleon. If someone understands that on Shabbat, you are, you are in the wedding. You are the hatan in the wedding. You are in, you are in the, the money is coming down. The vault is open. You're not going to waste your time sleeping on Shabbat. And again, I'll only call it a waste of time for those that really could be doing more. Because the more we learn, the more we connect, the more we're actually filling ourselves up. And uh, this day of rest for sure should be taken as a physical day of rest. Like we said, to pick that up and to up our game and to somehow get closer to the ones that are almost not sleeping at all. Of course, we're not suggesting to anybody not to sleep on Shabbat, God forbid. Those are only Yehideh Segula um, that don't sleep on Shabbat. Only very uh, few could actually not sleep the entire Shabbat, very high levels. But to at least put some time towards our Torah and Tefillah and to realize the more we prepare, the more we're going to feel. Beautiful. That's really what it's about. Just to yeah. start realizing Shabbat is Shabbat is the day, Yom El It's the day of the week. And to focus and to make sure that we're not living from, you know, uh, from Sunday to Sunday. We should realize that our week is Shabbat. And Sunday is just the preparation to get to the next Shabbat. Shabbat is the day. And the more someone mentally puts himself in that mindset. I've, I've, I've heard a boy. Michael Halawani, one of the boys in the yeshiva, after working on Shabbat so long, he mamish after Havdalah said, Rabbi, I can't wait 144 hours for Shabbat. He built himself so much that he, he enjoys and loves Shabbat and prepares. But you have to see how these boys in Israel have, how they go shopping for Shabbat and, and they're in the streets with their bags and then the, the, the kniyot. They make an isik out of it. They, they, they make it a project. And when they do that, and the more person utilizes the time of the week, they're not going to want to uh, spend that time on Shabbat resting and sleeping. They're going to want to maximize Shabbat. And they're going to, of course, the more they learn, the more we learn, the more we get ready, the more we're going to feel. That's really what it's all about. Preparation is key. And it's all about the hachana.
Amazing, Rabbi Mizrahi. Powerful, powerful words. Uh, Shabbat meals, Rabbi. Sudat Shabbat are the highlight of many people's week. You know, the, the, the food and, and, and the many different customs and the many different uh, salads and, and appetizers and, and, and main courses. How can we rejuvenate our meals on Shabbat to be elevated spiritual and physical experience? Wow. So I think a, a great tip to enjoy Shabbat on a physical level more is that in, in our house, what we try to do is we don't drink any drinks during the week other than water. Wow. As much as we love all the fancy drinks, the aloe vera and the spring and all these delicious drinks, and our children, Baruch Hashem, they mamish, they don't feel deprived at all. They don't even ask for a Coke, drink nothing. During the week, they, even, they won't even want it. But they know on the Shabbat table, all out. <laughs> all the drinks you like, Fadalu, enjoy. So on a physical level, what, what you just did by doing that is you got them excited for Shabbat. You're right for the drinks of Shabbat. But in, in the back of the mind, they're saying, I can't wait for Shabbat. So that's something unbelievable. The kids are now excited for Shabbat. Imagine daddy went away. Imagine daddy goes away. The kids, they're waiting for daddy, but they're not really waiting for daddy. They're waiting for the gifts that daddy comes back with. But the wife, the mother of the child, she couldn't care less about the gifts. She just wants daddy home. They just want to see Abba back. They just want to see him back at home. They don't care if there's any gifts or not. So who's waiting for daddy? Both of them. One for more physical reason. One more because the guidance they need from daddy. But at the end of the day, they're waiting for daddy. As the kids mature, they're going to say, I don't care about the gifts. I want daddy. And they're going to want daddy, but in the way they're already getting ready for daddy by waiting for the gifts. The same way, if we're able to build the children and ourselves, sometimes you're also on that level that we need to excite ourselves with something physical in order to enjoy Shabbat all the more so great. You have a certain food that you like. Save it for Shabbat. Some people have a minhag to have chillin Thursday night. While there are some great rabbis that said, how do you have chillin Thursday night? You're about to enjoy the main course on Shabbat. That. That's what you're loving. That you're ruining the appetite. You, 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 you just build it a little more. Meaning, if you save that flavor of cholent that you that you're enjoying, and you and you say, no, 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 I'm I'm gonna deprive myself from it, so I could save it for Shabbat. You're now building an appetite for Shabbat. You're building a desire for Shabbat, and that's something that we could do on a on a physical level to get ready for Shabbat and to enjoy the meal more. That we say, this is the special food coming out. We don't have any of this during the week. We don't have leftovers. We don't have, you know, whatever we could do. Sometimes it's candy. Kids, they love candy. And they know the sour sticks, they only come on the Shabbat table. So again, they're getting ready. And that's something they can do to enhance their Shabbat meal on a physical level. While on a spiritual level, it really takes a lot of preparation. And uh, Rabbi, I'm sure as a uh, leader and a father, of little tzaddikim. I'm sure you know how much preparation it takes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of preparation. Really a lot. And the truth is, I, I really, um, many people, as much as in, you know, in their mind, they want to have the most uplifting Shabbat meal, but really to remember, it's, it's all about the children. Mm. We have a chiyuv 
to make the Shabbat in a way that it's going to be Ledorotam everlasting for the future generations. The Chafetz Chaim points out how it says in the Torah that we have an obligation to keep Shabbat and you have an obligation to make sure your son and your daughter, they all keep Shabbat. The Torah doesn't say that about the mitzvot. Torah doesn't tell me I have an obligation to make sure they're going to put a mezuzah. The Torah tells me what to do. I have an obligation to make sure I keep Shabbat. No. You, your son, and your daughter, you have to keep Shabbat. Chafetz said, we have as parents a responsibility to make sure that our children are going to love Shabbat. And everything that we could do to instill the Ahavah for Shabbat into them is our obligation. Whether it's by coming onto the Shabbat table with snacks, and, and all the gishma gifts or entertaining things that we could do. But that's one of the most important things we have to do as, as a parent to make sure that we're going to light up this table and we're going to get, we sort of have to become an entertainer. On the Shabbat table, it's not a time for daddy to rest. It's a time for daddy to work and to prepare stories and cute jokes, maybe on something on the parashah if they could understand, but to make sure that we know our crowd and that daddy's coming in and he has a whole lineup of exactly what's happening. We're going to sing this song because they love this song. And we're going to say this, this beautiful story. And, and, they're, they're, and, and they're going to be on the edge of their seats. And they're going to be loving it. But it's only if they prepare. Or Pinkies used to sleep. of Shabbat. And it's such an unbelievable tip because a person can come into Shabbat exhausted. Whether Shabbat is early or late, it doesn't make a difference. He can come in exhausted. And if he's not with the energy that he needs, then he's not going to feel it. When Pinkus used to sleep, you can imagine what kind of si'udah he used to have. And that's an unbelievable tip also, that if we're able to sleep before Shabbat comes, it will be much more invigorated and enlightened and full of energy to really be you know, upbeat and to instill into the children the ahava, the simcha. Again, the children don't know as much as the parents. It's up to us to build ourselves. And we'll be able to imbue them with that excitement once we have it and we'll be able to work with it and, and to build them up and to feel Shabbat more. So if a person prepares, they'll be able to enjoy the meals a lot, a lot more. Amazing, amazing. I see that the rabbi is reiterating the topic of being prepared and preparing, getting ready, very, very important. And uh, just a side note, in our family, we have something similar like the rabbi says, uh, by the drinks, by our family, we have a Shabbat party where the kids sit around the table and all the nash and all the all the candies and all the good stuff come out and they wait the whole week. Um, from not being uh, eventually they're going to with God's help enjoy uh, the, the, the true meaning of the Shabbat. So, so jumping into the next question, Rabbi, uh, especially now that we have long Shabbat afternoons, one might feel that they can't learn the entire afternoon. How do we balance... I mean, what do you suggest, like, uh, for one to balance their long Shabbat afternoons with learning, relaxing, getting together with family and friends? Uh, Rabbi, what do you say? Um, <clears throat> so that's a very, um, it's a very wide spectrum. People could fall anywhere, you know, dividing their day into six, seven hours, I guess. Um if someone would have a hard time, of course, learning uh, six, seven hours straight, not forever, not, not everybody can actually do that so easily. Um, I guess like we said earlier, the more they're able just to stay away from trouble, putting your head down. That's also on their level, a tremendous way of keeping Shabbat. 
the fact that they're not out there in the streets, the fact that they're not speaking Lashon Hara, the fact that they're not gossiping and just getting together and eating, you know, peanuts and, and talking about nothing significant, you know, of course, it's a lot better to fall asleep or to just spend time with the children. The more a person has time to dedicate towards giving over to the kids in the afternoon, thinking about them also. If every child, they take a few minutes and they spend time with them. They make it an exciting afternoon. I guess if you start your meal at 11, 12 o'clock, by the time you're done, it's 2, 2.30. If you know how to really build up the meal, then it's only a few hours till you're going to go to the shul anyways to learn and to pray. So it's just buying those few hours, making sure that the kids are happy, the kids are not, you know, fighting. The kid. Some people that have all married kids, they would need a different tip. But for the ones that ha- have kids that are very young, it's really just about keeping them entertained, knowing how to spend time with them, reading them stories, playing games with them. Of course, games that, you know, they're pretty much doing everything. You're just watching them. It's really a time for the parents to give their children a lot of attention because the children need attention. And unfortunately, they're not getting a lot of it during the week by many people because people are so busy. Like you said, the nine to five, five to nine workdays. So it's very important that the children feel that they have daddy's time and mommy's time. What a time to give it to them, to sit next to our children and just to have fun with them, just to get to know them, just to speak to them. It's such a beautiful time. There's almost no time to do anything else once you're already doing that. So it, as much as it would be great to learn all Shabbat, that would be uh, but even if a person could physically do it, but in a way, he also has to make sure that he's giving over to his kids. Like Chacham once told us that there was a man that used to go learn on Shabbat day. And meal was over, he used to go learn. And the kids would look out the window, daddy went to go learn. And right away, they would go, they see daddy left, they would go do their, unfortunately, their uh, other things that wasn't exactly a Shabbat fitting and we'll end it over there. And the rabbi said how important it is for the parents to be on top of the children. And to make sure that they're also going to be excited on Shabbat and they're going to be spending their Shabbat the right way. So, of course, as responsible parents, we got to make sure to care about our children. I'm sure you've had many uh, classes about uh, uh, parenting uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. with other uh, guest rabbis. And I'm sure on your own, Rabbi, you exactly know what it's all about. I think, I think the rabbi has to share with us some of your secrets, some of your tips, Rabbi. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. We all know that Shabbat Mikar Barcha, it's a source of all blessing. And uh, we say that the Shabbat is so powerful that it helps sustain, you know, spiritually throughout the whole week. Uh, but some aren't really on that level yet. Uh, how do we suggest or what can we encourage people to get there? How does one get to the level that Shabbat will be inspiring for the whole week? Huh. It's, it would fall back to the same yesod. It, it comes down to preparation. It's, it's really what it's all about. Um, you know, I, we could put someone in the game, but until they learn all about it, it it's not going to be that exciting. It, it might not be that exciting, unfortunately. It's really all about, all about the hachana. You know, all time, around this time of year, we're enjoying Matan Torah. Uh, and Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to go to Har Sinai to get the Torah on a Friday. 
And we know we never got the Torah on Friday. It was procrastinated. Moshe pushed it over till Shabbat. We got the Torah on Shabbat. And we never got the Torah on Vav Sivan. We got it on Zion Sivan, the Gemara says. And the Gemara says, why didn't Moshe Rabbeinu go to Sinai on Friday? Why did he wait till Shabbat? Hashem said Friday. That's the day that we're all waiting for. Yom Hashishi. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, not today, I'm, I'm going tomorrow. And the Gemara says, because Moshe Rabbeinu was too busy preparing for Shabbat. If Moshe Rabbeinu was too busy preparing for Shabbat, when the world is waiting 2,448 years for the Torah, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, one more day, the world could go one more day without the Torah, if Moshe Rabbeinu pushed it off because he was too busy, then the only way to really, really feel Shabbat is, is going to come down to that, uh, to that recipe of hachana. It's all about preparing. And then if they do that, they can be able to really feel the beracha coming down on Shabbat, that they're going to see the rest of the week is just, you know, shadowed in the day of Shabbat. They're not going to, it's all getting get into that mindset. We, we don't live a Sunday to Shabbat week. We live a Shabbat to Shabbat week. And Sunday is just preparing us for the next six days so we could get uh, everything we could to get invigorated for Shabbat. If a person prepares, there's nothing like it. I'm telling you, I've, I've Baruch Hashem, seen these boys that have... There was a boy that never kept Shabbat in his life. Never in his life kept Shabbat. He was 18 years old. He didn't know what Shabbat is. He didn't even know. He knew it's a day of rest. That's it. It means is that you don't go out, phone, jewel, everything is the same practically to them. He was completely oblivious. And he knew. But Shabbat, he was like, okay, fine. You're telling me I have to rest. You're telling me, I, I can't even tell you, Rabbi, how this boy is so lit on Shabbat today. Like they say in their jargon. How this boy is, Baruch Hashem, is already second, third year, Ben Torah, learning in Yeshiva. And it all started from trying one Shabbat. Keeping one Shabbat. He said, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Ah, Avinu Shabbat Shamayim. How much Rahmanut he has. How much Rahmanut he has. And this boy made a move. And, and not only he got so excited and enjoy, such a, enjoyment from Shonik Shabbat, that, that he is getting more people to keep Shabbat. And he's showing them the beauty of Shabbat. But it really comes to just realizing it's all about Shabbat. It's so hard if someone doesn't prepare. And we've had classes about it before, maybe in this session, which, you know, it's, it's more of a... But in, in the previous classes, step-by-step, step, what to do, how to do things. And that's really what it's uh, all about, realizing just mentally get your, your mind there and, and start adapting to that you're going to start feeling it so much more. You're going to start, it's unbelievable. Rabbi, again, it's, I feel better you speak to Rabbi, you know exactly what it's about, Baruch Hashem. The, the, but, the uh, large audience, Rabbi, you're making us all want to get ready for Shabbat already. This is so exciting, the preparing of Shabbat. I'm going to go shopping right after this. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing. Rabbi, one, one more question, then you'll leave us with a final thought. So we know that on Shabbat, the davening, the prayers in shul are longer. Uh, is there maybe one tefillah or a tip that we should try to focus more on to enhance the tefillah, the prayers on the Shabbat, on the Holy Shabbat? Of Tzvi Maya. Big, big mashpia, big tzaddik in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh. Rav Tzvi Maya Silverberg, Shalita. I'm a, I'm a very big Talmud of his. Mm-hmm. He has a book on Shabbat, phenomenal book. His Siudat Shilishi as is well known, 
I'm able to finish Shabbat in Harnof when I used to live there. Rabenu Tam, get the boys ready for a class, have a class, Malav Malka, and then drive from Harnof all the way to Beit Israel. And the rabbi would still be in the middle of a pitch black Seudat Shalishi. Around two, three hours. And, and it's, it's such an awning to see the rabbi. And then they would sing Kayach Saif, where even though growing up as Sephardi, Kayach Saif wasn't in the Pizmonim book. But when you learn about that beautiful song, it could just bring you to tears. And they sing it all together after the heartfelt Seudat Shalishi. Ah, the rabbi writes something phenomenal. He says, where do we thank Hashem for Shabbat? Shabbat is a gift. Hashem says, I have a gift for you in my treasure house. If Hashem says he has a gift, you know that that's a gift. If the king comes in, he says, here's a gift. Even if you open it and you don't see anything inside, you're going to turn it upside down and you're going to flip it out and you're going to see, there's got to be the gift. The king said there's a gift. But Allah said, Shabbat is a gift. That means Shabbat has to be a gift. And a gift means something that we gain from. If I give you something uh, and I say it's a gift, that means that no harm can come to you from it. If that's the case, then it's impossible for someone to lose from keeping Shabbat because then it wouldn't be a gift. A gift isn't only something that's free. Because I can give you my, uh, my credit card bill. You know, I give someone my credit card bill for free also. That's not a gift. A gift is something that they're not going to lose from. Shabbat is called a matana, a gift. That means it's impossible to lose from Shabbat. It's impossible. Because if someone, God forbid, loses from Shabbat and it's not a gift, it's impossible to ever have any loss from keeping Shabbat. It is the greatest of gifts that were ever given. That Hashem says, I have a gift for you in my treasure house. If that's the case, when did we ever say thank you to Hashem for this gift? We should be saying thank you, what a gift. He gave us a gift. Hashem's given us a gift every single week. Life, everything is coming. How can someone be such an ingrate not to ever stop on Shabbat and say, thank you, Hashem. So says Rav Tzvi Maya that actually we thank Hashem for Shabbat four times. Every time we say the Beracha and the Amidah, Baruch Atah Hashem, Mekadesh HaShabbat, we are thanking Hashem for Shabbat. We're not only praising Hashem that He sanctified today, if a person has in mind when he's praying the Amidah and that Beracha and he's able to focus on the Beracha, realizing we're about to thank Hashem, unbelievable. What a Yom Menuha. Baruch Atah Hashem. Mekadesh HaShabbat. Thank you for sanctifying Shabbat and giving it to me. I think that's a very uh, important part of the Tefillah that we could try to insert that Kavanah to help us have more appreciation for Shabbat. Of course, you know, uh, every part of the tefillah, but especially that's unique about Shabbat tefillah that we get four times to thank Hashem for Shabbat. That's something I think we could, uh, I, I could take advantage of and help us uh, love Shabbat and feel Shabbat so much more. Beautiful, Rabbi. Ah, oh, Shabbat. Well, I have more coming out, more on the street, and that tefillah was at the Shem. Last but not least, Rabbi, if you could leave us with one final thought for our broad audience, an uplifting message about the importance of Shabbat. Wow. 
<laughs> We've had so much, but one last one, Rabbi. There's a story. I love this story. It's a story that happened to the Ridbaz. The Ridbaz lived around 100 years ago in the city called Tzfat. He met the great rabbi, Rabbi Yosef Yedid Halevi. Hacham Yosef Yedid Halevi was one of the the rabbi of Hacham Ezra who is the rabbi of Hacham Obadiah Yosef. So we're not going that far back. Actually, on uh, my parents' Shabbat table, they invited the grandson of Hacham Yosef Yedid Halevi every Shabbat. He was a regular guest on their Shabbat table as a child growing up. Wow. I was okay to sit right next to him. And he has the same name as him. Be Yosef Yedid Halevi. And, and I learned a tremendous amount from him. And the Ridbaz met Hacham Yosef Yedid Halevi. And the Ridbaz uh, about himself was once on his deathbed. And he already sees himself in Chamaim. He already sees himself in Olam HaEmet. And his Neshama is about to depart and separate from his body. And he says that he was standing in front of the heavenly throne or he was in Shamaim, and he said to, to please give him an extension on life. Please don't take his life yet. He has more to do. He's working on the Yerushalmi and he's putting out his perush that it buzz on the Yerushalmi. Please give me an extension this perush on the Yerushalmi. Such an unbelievable perush. And then Shamaim, they told him, that's beautiful what you're doing. But somebody else could do that. Okay. So then he pleads on his behalf and he says, please, I, I have a special fund that supports orphans and widows. Please, give me an extension on life. And they said, that's beautiful. But somebody else could do that. So now he goes for a third attempt and he says, I prepare my Shabbat table on Thursday night. Please, Biskutat, give me an extension on life. And they said, Biskutat, you have an extension on life. Wow. All the Torah and all the Chesed. But he anticipated Shabbat from Thursday night. His table was set. Cutlery and china, flowers and everything you could, whatever you can prepare. The Becher is there. You're not preparing the Shabbat table 20 minutes before you go to shul. He's doing it from Thursday night. I can't wait. Imagine the Kala. She's about to get married and the Khatan. Every day he's saying, I can't wait six more days for the wedding. I can't wait five more days for the wedding. I can't wait four more days for the wedding. The Kala is going to feel appreciated. But when the Khatan walks into the wedding hall, okay, uh, I got my, so can you just get my jacket real quick? My jacket, my jacket, my talk, can you get my bow tie? You killed it. Where were you for the past six days? You had time to prepare. This is what you're doing. You're running into it. It shows lack of enthusiasm. It shows lack of excitement. It shows lack of appreciation. It shows a lack of understanding. It shows lack of connection. If a person's running into Shabbat, that this is what, of course, we're humans, we have things to juggle. It doesn't mean that the person can't prepare the Shabbat table before Shabbat. But when a person does it early, that, that shows so much about their Shabbat and their connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that they understand what Shabbat is all about and how important it is to appreciate Shabbat and to connect to Borea Olam and to realize this whole world, six days, is nothing. It's all about connecting to Borea Olam, which is what we get a chance on a different level to do on Shabbat. 
and he was showing his appreciation for Shabbat. That's what got him the life insurance that he needed, that longevity, the berachah that he was waiting for. That's b'schut the Shabbat table. It was all there. And the more we're able to do that, like we know what the Ma'amul Ez brings down, b'shem b'sifarim kedushim, that on Erev Shabbat, Malachim, in Shamayim, they take the person's table and they show the table of the person in Shamayim. And they start showing, this is the table of so-and-so. Look how he decores his table. Look how he's preparing his table. Look how he's uh, putting the finest china. Look how he's getting excited. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame people if they would ha- want to have a special room in their house just for the Shabbat table. And just for the Shabbat, t- the room, if obviously it's, that's pretty, uh, you know, it's got to be a large house. But the idea is that a person realizes Shabbat is not a time that we think about on Friday. We think about Shabbat from Motzei Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Rav Shach used to prepare the candles for his wife when Havdalah was over. Rabbi, you have 144 hours till Shabbat. What are you doing? Rav Shach, Gadol Hador, Rosh Yeshiva. And he's going and he's preparing his wife's candles for next Shabbat already. That Shammai attitude, that excitement from already Motzei Shabbat. Mehad Shabbech LeShabbatecha. We're living for Shabbat from Sunday. From Sunday already, we're already living for Shabbat. And that's something that if we could try to think about Shabbat more, that would enhance our week. And it would just once a day to think about Shabbat. As a matter of fact, I'll leave you off with this, Rabbi, that the Ramban says that every day when we say the Mizmor of the day, we say, Hayom Yom Sheni B'Shabbat Kodesh. Hayom Yom Shelishi B'Shabbat Kodesh. The Shir that the Levim sing. So what are we saying? Today is Tuesday. And this is the song that if that's the case, then we should have said, It's two separate statements. We're saying, That's point number one. Point number two, this is the song they sing. And says Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach, that when we say, We should have in mind to make a yim mitzvah, I say from the Torah, to think about Shabbat every day. Like in the Sifirat HaOmer, there's a mitzvah to count to Shavuot. It's 49 days, 7 weeks. There's a mitzvah to count according to some Rishonim to Shabbat Kodesh. Hayom Yom Echad B'Shabbat Kodesh. Hayom Yom Shini B'Shabbat Kodesh. Hayom Yom Shilishi. You're counting towards Matan Torah. You count towards Shabbat also. That's something that could get a person excited to show that enthusiasm that they need for Shabbat. And that's mitzvah from the Torah. Rosh Hashanah Zaham Oak, before he used to say it, he would say, The mitzvah of thinking of Shabbat every single day. From Sunday, think about Shabbat every day. Mitzvah from the Torah, I'm doing it right now. Every day to remember, ah, oh, Shabbat is coming. 144 hours. <laughs> Shabbat is coming. 120 hours. Ah, oh, Shabbat is coming. 96 hours. Ah, oh, Shabbat is coming. 72 hours. Ah, oh, Shabbat is coming. 48 hours. Ah, oh, Shabbat is coming. 24 hours. And he's getting excited. And that's mitzvah, getting ready for Shabbat, thinking about Shabbat, realizing Shabbat is the Mekorah Beracha. The more we learn, and we read about Shabbat, and we get excited. And, and like you're doing with your boys, Rabbi, making those Shabbatons and working with your Tamidim that you have, you're getting them lit. Asherecha, Rabbi, Asherecha. That's exactly what it's about. Rabbi Yaakov Mizrahi, what chizuk, what inspiration for the Shabbat Kodesh. I am personally so excited and can't wait for Shabbat. Thanks to the Rabbi's words. Of inspiration, I am sure that all of our audience, all of our listeners, all of the viewers are also very pumped up, very excited, very inspired by the rabbi's message. 
about Shabbat Kodesh, the power of Shabbat. Thank you very much for those kind words. Thank you very much for those words of inspiration. Looking forward to Benzichem, us together, everyone together, going back to Eretz HaKodesh with the Gilash with the complete redemption which should have been speed in our days. Amen, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi, for having us. Really appreciate it. Amazing. Everything that you're doing, especially with the public school kids, especially, keep the amazing work. It's phenomenal what you're doing. Needless me to say it. And there's thousands of boys that you're pulling out of pulling out of schools and putting them into yeshivot, public schools into yeshivot, it's, it's mind-boggling. You should have all the beracha and hatzacha and financial sources that you need to continue doing your unbelievable job that you're doing with these boys and with all the projects that you're doing, you and Chazak, you and your dear brother, and of course, Rabbi, and the entire team, because you have a, a large team and you should have tremendous hatzacha as well. And uh, all of you, Abu Dat Hashem, Lamshikh. Very, very much. All the brachot should be upon all of us. And we want to remind everyone every Tuesday night we have an amazing, amazing guest rabbi coming, various different Torah topics. Today we just heard a powerful speech, a powerful chizuk inspiration on the power of Shabbat. Rabbi Mizrahi, once again, Chazak Baruch, and Yagdid Tarvei. We will definitely be in touch.